the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. You don't have to be afraid to yoke yourself to Jesus Christ. You don't have to worry. You don't know, what is he going to do? What if he's harsh? What if he's mean? Oh, he's lowly and he's gentle. And he says, and you will find, listen, you will find rest for your soul. Not rest for your body necessarily. The rest for your soul. Your soul is the deeper part of you. Life can be heavy. The longer you walk through life, often the harder it can seem to get. God's Word says that you don't have to walk around with a heavy burden. In today's message, Pastor Dan will show you that when you put your hope and trust in Jesus, He lifts the burdens that people so often choose to walk around with. What are you carrying today? Jesus is calling all of those who feel the weight of the world to put their trust in Him. What are you waiting on? Jesus is waiting to lift your burden. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 11 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Most people will be indifferent and pay no attention to the Lord, no attention to his word, and just kind of go about life, business as usual. Just like the people of Chorazin and Bethsaida and Capernaum, they carried on business as usual with Jesus in their midst, working mighty miracles, teaching about the kingdom of heaven, God incarnate, Emmanuel, God was with them, and they were indifferent. Indifference toward Jesus Christ is really the worst form of unbelief. When a person has no reaction at all to the gospel message, no reaction to Jesus Christ, no response, and they just carry on with life, it shows the extent of the hardness and callousness of their heart toward God. Their heart is so hard that they just ignore God. Look at verse 21 again. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, who are exalted to heaven, will be brought down to Hades or hell. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. Now, if I were to ask you to make a list of the five most dangerous cities in the United States and we were to compare our lists, we probably would have some of the same cities on all of our lists, right? Now, if you were to ask a Jewish person living in the first century to make a list of the most wicked cities in their history, Tyre, Sidon, and Sodom would be near the top of everyone's list. To the Jewish people, Tyre and Sidon, 
epitomized pagan idolatry and wickedness. That's what came to mind when you mentioned Tyre and Sidon. Jezebel, the wife of King Ahab, was from Sidon. She was the daughter of the king of Sidon. Jezebel, if you don't know, she was very wicked and evil. Jezebel, when she was queen over Israel, she promoted the worship of Baal in the nation on kind of a national level. She persecuted and killed the prophets of the Lord God. Then when you think of Sodom, most everyone knows about Sodom even to this day. The secular world knows the story of Sodom. Genesis 13, 13 says of the men of Sodom that they were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. Sodom was synonymous with depraved immorality and violence. And look what Jesus says in verse 21. He says, if he had performed the same mighty works in the city of Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But Chorazin and Bethsaida didn't repent. Then he says of Capernaum, if he would have performed the same miracles that he performed in Capernaum, if he would have performed those miracles in Sodom, Sodom would have repented and would remain to this day. That's a pretty strong rebuke. The Lord is saying here that the people of Tyre and Sidon and Sodom were more receptive to God than the people of Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum. Again, in verse 22, Jesus says to Chorazin and Bethsaida, look, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And then down in verse 24, he says to Capernaum, but I say to you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. Jesus is talking about the judgment day. There is a judgment day that's coming. And there is a hell Just as much as there's a heaven, there's a hell. And we see here with these verses that there will be degrees of punishment in hell for those who reject Jesus Christ. Now, make no mistake, hell will be terrible for everyone who is there. But the judgment of hell will be more severe for those who have received greater revelation of God. The greater the revelation of Jesus Christ a person has, the greater the judgment for that person who rejects Jesus Christ. With revelation comes more accountability. And so the judgment of the people of Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum, who did not believe in Jesus Christ, will be more severe than for the people of Tyre, Sidon, and Sodom. Again, with more revelation comes more accountability. And if you're here today and you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, meaning you have not repented of your sins and turned to him for forgiveness and salvation, you are accountable for the information you have received about Jesus Christ. And you have a lot of information available to you. There are churches all over town that you can go to and learn about Jesus Christ and hear the gospel message. There is Christian radio. There's Christian television. There are apps and websites and YouTube and the Internet. The gospel message is more accessible to you today than at any other time in history. And if you are a non-believer, you will be accountable for all that information that is freely available to you. The people who lived in Chorazin, Bethsaida. Now, listen, listen, 
the people who lived in Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum, they were deeply religious people. They attended synagogue regularly. They kept the law of Moses. They were careful to obey the commandments of God. They were morally good. And yet they were indifferent about Jesus Christ. And because they were indifferent about Jesus Christ, Jesus said, listen, they will receive a harsher judgment than morally depraved, idolatrous people who've never set foot in a synagogue or a church, who've never cared about the commandments of God, were the opposite of morally good. They will receive a harsher judgment than them. Listen, being religious will not save you. Being a moral person or a good person will not save you. Attending church every Sunday will not save you. You have to repent of your sins and put your trust in Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for your sins and his resurrection for salvation. Jesus was looking for repentance from these people. If you want eternal life, you must come through Jesus Christ. That's the only way. What they did with Jesus is the issue here. What they didn't do with him. Look again at what Jesus says about Capernaum. He says the people of Capernaum are exalted to heaven and they will be brought down to hell. If you remember, as we've seen in our study of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus moved from Nazareth to Capernaum and he lived in that city of Capernaum. In chapter 9, verse 1, Capernaum is called his own city. It's where he lived. Almost every miracle that we read about in chapters 8 and 9 occurred in Capernaum. The Sermon on the Mount, the greatest sermon ever delivered, was delivered on a hillside just outside of Capernaum. Capernaum was ground zero for the ministry of Jesus Christ. So Capernaum was exalted to heaven because they had the privilege of witnessing so much of Jesus's ministry and works, but it will be brought down to hell because of its unbelief. You know, it's interesting if you go to Capernaum or Chorazin or Bethsaida today, Bethsaida is being excavated right now, by the way. It's just ruins. And what's interesting to me, too, is when you go, especially to Chorazin and Capernaum, the most prominent feature of the ruins is their synagogue, where they practice their religion, but they rejected their savior. Now, the city of Tiberias, which is also an ancient city that was around in the days of Jesus, but it was a pagan city. It was a Roman city. It's just a couple miles from Capernaum. Tiberias is still there. Tiberias still exists. So it's not that, oh, well, these are just ancient cities, and of course they, they were destroyed over time. Tiberius is still there. The pagan city is still there. God didn't destroy that one. It's quite a testimony to see the ruins of Capernaum and Chorazin and Bethsaida and consider this warning, this rebuke. Verse 25 moves on now and says, it says, at that time Jesus answered. Nobody asked him a question, but he's going to answer anyways. It just means he spoke out loud here for the crowd to hear. And he said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. The way of salvation is hidden from the wise and the prudent. That is, those who are wise in their own eyes. Uh, Isaiah chapter 5, verse 21, which is what Jesus seems to be referring to here. Isaiah 5, 21 says, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and prudent in their own sight. Salvation is hidden from the person 
who trusts in their own intellect to save them or trusts in their own wisdom. The person who says, I don't need Jesus Christ. The person who says, I don't need God's help or I don't need to repent of anything. I'm a good person. The person who says, I'm fine all on my own. Or the person who says, well, Jesus is just a crutch for the weak. Or the Bible is just a a book of myths written by men. The person who is self-confident and self-reliant when it comes to eternal things. The person who is self-sufficient. The person who believes they don't need God. Jesus says God hides the way of salvation from that kind of person. The spiritually prideful. Pride can keep a person out of heaven. The Bible says God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. He hides it from the wise and prudent, but he reveals the way of salvation to babes, to those who are humble, to those who recognize their own spiritual helplessness and their own inability, their own need. A baby is completely dependent upon other people for everything. A baby doesn't even attempt to be self-reliant. <laughs> Carry me. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. A baby just relies on others for everything. A baby doesn't rely on their own ability because a baby has no ability. Baby has no skill, no resources to draw from. You have to actually teach a child to become independent and self-reliant as they grow. One of my sons, I won't say which one because I don't want to embarrass him. When he was a baby and he would wake up in the morning, he would call for us from his crib. To come get him out of the crib. And as he got a little bit older. And we moved him to a a regular toddler bed. A big boy bed. He would still call us. To come get him out of bed. He didn't know he could get out of bed on his own now. Because there's not the rails and the walls. And so even as he's in a bed. And we had to teach him. Like you can just get out of bed on your. You don't need to call. You can just. It was like trying to teach a puppy to go downstairs. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just go. Just you know. You have to teach a child self-reliance and independence because naturally they rely upon their parents for everything. And here Jesus says we have to be as babes. We have to be humble, realizing that we can't come to God apart from Jesus Christ. Realizing I have nothing in myself to offer God. Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. This reminds me of the first of the Beatitudes. Remember when we studied the Beatitudes back in Matthew chapter 5, blessed are the poor in spirit. You know, just recognizing my own spiritual poverty, that I've got nothing that I can offer. I bring nothing to the table, and I have to rely upon God for my salvation and for my life. 
In Matthew chapter 18, verse 3, Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Unless you become as children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. He goes on in verse 27 to say, All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. The Son reveals the Father to babes, to the spiritually humble. And that brings us now to verse 28. And Jesus gives this beautiful invitation beginning in verse 28. These are some of the sweetest words that Jesus ever spoke. Here in verse 28, Jesus invites us to come to him. He says, come to me, come to me. And who is invited to come? All. See that word? All. All who labor and are heavy laden. All who are weary. All who are tired. All who are burdened by life. If you're weighed down by life, If things are just too much for you to bear, Jesus invites you to come to him. He says, come to me. If you are burdened by guilt and shame, maybe over something from your past, Jesus invites you to come to him. Come to me. If you're worn out by trials, Jesus says, come to me. If you feel overwhelmed, Jesus says, come to me. If you're struggling with something, You're struggling with sin. You're struggling with an addiction. Jesus says, come to me. If you're burdened with a physical ailment. Jesus says, come to me. If you're anxious about the world. Jesus says, come to me. Whatever it is that is weighing on you, Jesus invites you to come to him. Come to me. And Jesus extends this invitation to all. Whosoever will may come. The only requirement is that you're burdened. You're heavy laden. And here's the promise Jesus makes. Look at what it says. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. If you come to me with your burdens, I will give you rest. And the Greek here is I alone will give you rest. Only Jesus Christ can give you rest from your burdens. You will not find rest anywhere else in this world or in anyone else In this world, rest is only found in Jesus Christ by coming to him. That's the invitation. Verse 29, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. So we must first come to him. And then he says, take my yoke upon you. We come to him and then we take his yoke upon ourselves. Now, a yoke is a wooden instrument that farmers used to harness two oxen together. And the farmer would harness a younger, inexperienced ox to an older, experienced ox so that the younger ox would learn what to do by being yoked to the older ox. We're the younger ox who doesn't know what to do. Jesus is the older ox who knows what to do. This is a picture of discipleship. We yoke ourselves to Jesus Christ. We walk with him. We allow him to lead our life and we learn from him how we should live. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. 
And look, Jesus says, I am gentle and lowly in heart. I am gentle and lowly in heart. This is the only autobiographical statement that Jesus makes. In the Gospels. I'm gentle. And lowly in heart. You don't have to be afraid to yoke yourself to Jesus Christ. You don't have to worry. You don't know what is he going to do? What if he's harsh? What if he's mean? No, he's lowly and he's gentle. And he says, and you will find, listen, you will find rest for your soul. Not rest for your body necessarily. But rest for your soul. Your soul is the deeper part of you. Your soul is the eternal part of you. Your soul is the part of you that feels the burdens of life. Your soul is the part of you that feels the heaviness of the world. It's the part of you that gets weighed down and gets weary. And Jesus says, I'll give you rest for your soul. No one else can do that for you. No one else can do that for you. Only Jesus can give you rest for your soul. And he offers us rest for our soul because that's what we need, isn't it? Rest for our soul. He says in verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus makes the burden light for us. He doesn't necessarily take the burden away, but he just makes it light so that we can carry the weight because now Jesus bears it with us because we're yoked to him. And Jesus gives this invitation to all of us. Everyone here, and I suspect we all came here with burdens. I suspect we all came here with things that are weighing upon us. That we worry about. That we fear. This is something that is universal to every person. And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter how much money you make or how much education you have, or where you went to college, or whether you're married or single, or young, or old, or married, or male, or female. We all carry burdens. It is universal to everyone. And Jesus gives this invitation to us to come to him and to yoke our lives to him. And he promises to give us rest. Listen, whatever burden you came in here with today, whatever burden you've been carrying around, you don't have to carry it anymore. You can come to Jesus Christ. You can lay it at his feet. And you can yoke yourself to him. And he will show you and he will lead you. And he will teach you how you are to live and how you're to navigate these things. So if you're here today and you're burdened, and I know that you are, Because you're human and you live in the same world that I live in. Jesus has come to me. It doesn't say, you know, come to Calvary Chapel or come to this denomination. Or come to this doctrine. Just come to me. Just come to me. I know you have burdens. I know you're weary. I know you're tired. I know you're weighed down. So just come to me. Take my yoke upon you. And I'll give you rest for your soul. I'm gentle and lowly. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. So just come to me. He asked.
been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Matthew, chapter by chapter and verse by verse. This is a book that may cause you to be curious about the history before and also what comes after. If you're wondering about something you heard today, would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about anything you heard today or to hear about how these messages are impacting your life. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. Would you be willing to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth? So many listeners may be hearing life-giving scripture they might not hear elsewhere. What an opportunity to reach people who are lost and without hope in the world. We'd be grateful for your prayers as the word is going out through these messages. If you'd like some specifics, we'd ask that you pray that lives would be changed and that God's kingdom would have more and more souls join him because of the truth of his word. Thanks so much for listening today and for praying. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Next time, Pastor Dan will continue on in the book of Matthew right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.